Ciao, and welcome to Life Out Loud. I am your host, Desiree Melfi-Bozzo. We are going to use this space to share experiences and help you find lasting, unshakable, unwavering, unmessable with joy and gratitude. We're going to be throwing around encouragement a little bit like confetti and giving you support to live your very best life. Welcome back to Life Out Loud. This is Desiree Melfi-Bozzo, your host. We live in a world where everywhere you turn, there is a life hack waiting to help you do something better, maybe a little faster, definitely always more efficient. We're always just one Google search away from more information than we can fathom to help us reach any goal that we can dream up. All of this is super helpful and good most of the time. Emphasis on most. I think it's safe to say, and we can all agree, that goals don't just happen. Goals take insane amounts of work, crazy determination, a ton of commitment, and blood, sweat, and tears. Can I be honest and say so many tears sometimes? While the life hacks of Google are amazing, we all know that they don't always tell the entire story. There is a story that I recently discovered that I actually can't stop thinking about, and now that I've seen it, I actually can't unsee it. And now that I can't unsee it, I have to figure out what to do about it. And so, here we are. Before I dive in, I want to offer a little background that you may or may not know about me. My faith in Jesus is very foundational to my core values. But wait, before you roll your eyes, turn this off, hear me out for a minute. While this is part of my core value, I realize that it might not be part of everyone's core value. So I want to be really upfront with my listeners. I want to tell you that some of what you hear in this space might be pulled from scripture. In that same thought, some of what you hear will be pulled from life experiences, other books, articles, inspirations. I just ask that you listen with an open mind and an even more open heart. The place I'm coming from is a place of love and encouragement, like insane amounts of encouragement, a place of peace and a place of joy. Joy like confetti. So I hope some of this resonates with you. And now back to the story that I recently discovered and can't wait to share with you. I actually found it over in the Gospel of Luke. Be bopping our way over to chapter six. Picking up in verse six, we find our guy Jesus in the synagogue teaching. It mentions a man there whose right hand was withered. Now, the bigger part of the story has to do with really the Pharisees and Jesus healing on the Sabbath, but I'm intrigued with the man, the man that Jesus healed, specifically Luke 6, verse 10. So by this time in the story, Jesus has this guy standing up in front of everyone, the disciples, the Pharisees, everyone else that was there in the synagogue on that Sabbath. I have to imagine this place was packed, like packed like a patio on a Sunday brunch day, right? So Jesus says to this man in front of everyone, stretch out your hand. Verse 10 continues, he did so and his hand was completely restored. 
I flipped over to Matthew's gospel account. In chapter 12, verse 13, we see the man stretched out his hand. Same thing. But this gospel account adds, it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. Sweet friends, here's the thing about this. Like, I know enough to be dangerous about the human body. And after a while of not using something, like, your muscles start to atrophy. And this man's hand was withered his whole life. And in the matter of an instant, like the blink of an eye, his hand was completely restored just as sound as the other. I want you to do something for a second. I want to give you a strong visual. So I want you to take your right hand and hold it out in front of you in a fist. Now take your hand and stretch it out. Just like that, as the story goes, is the amount of time it took for the man's hand to be restored. And not just restored, but just as sound, just as strong, with the same mobility, the same strength as the other hand. I could go on and on about this miracle and how incredible I find it, but that's actually not my point in the story. The part that I can't unsee is something that literally affects every single one of us who wants something to happen in our life. It could be a goal that we're jonesing to reach or maybe something that we wanted so badly at one time but buried it because we didn't think it was possible anymore. In order for the miracle to happen, the man had to do something. He had to be in action. I don't know about you, but I can't unsee that. And now that I can't unsee that, my heart is like, convicted and my mind is starting to recall all of the things that I need to start putting action plans behind. How about you? Is there a goal that you're jonesing after? Is there something in your life that you want? Perhaps it's something that you've long since given up on because that's definitely a real thing. Jesus healed the man with the withered hand but only after the man was in action. The man had to stretch out his hand first. Then and only then was it able to be restored. I'm thinking of this guy, like standing there in front of everybody, the Pharisees, the disciples, like all of the people in his community, like all of the people in his community, right? I wonder if he was embarrassed standing there in front of everyone. I mean, I start to think about things with me that I might not want the world to see, my withered hand of sorts. I wouldn't want to be standing there in front of everybody with all of my stuff, all of my brokenness or my disability or my whatever it is out there. I wonder if he was scared that it wasn't going to work. Like, I wonder if this was something that he had learned to live with so long that he just thought, there's no hope for this. It's not going to work. This is crazy. I wonder what was going through his mind between the time that Jesus gave him the command to stretch out his hand and the moment when his brain fired the signal and his hand began to stretch. Like, did doubt have time to creep in? What about fear? What about disbelief? Friends, I can't help but think what God is calling each of us to be in action about. Is there a goal that he's waiting to help you achieve? 
Perhaps it's that thing that you're thinking about like right now that you keep saying, no, not that, but yet it keeps nagging at you like this thought that like you can't get rid of. Sweet friends, I want to pose the same question to you that I posed to myself after I read this text. Where can you be in action today to get you to the goals that you're aiming to reach tomorrow? What's one thing that you can do today to make your tomorrow more rich, more successful, more exciting? I don't know about you, but I have this running list. And I've realized that really all I have to do is stretch out my hand. All I have to do is be in action. Come back next time and let's throw more encouragement around like confetti. Be careful. If you get too close, you just might get some on you. Until we meet again, friends, remember, there is always, always, always something to be thankful for. Cheers. Thank you for joining me, Desiree Melfi Bozzo, for this episode of Life Out Loud. I would love to hear from you. Leave me a comment. Tell me what topics you want to talk about and how you take your coffee. If you enjoyed what you heard, text a friend the link, share it on social media, or if you're interested in becoming a supporter, be back over to my webpage, lifeoutloud.me, and sponsor a cup of coffee that keeps this podcast fueled. Until next time, sweet listeners.